0: Welcome to the Mount Rushmore Podcast. This is a podcast run by three very attractive leading men types who, by day, they host podcasts. And in the film, you think they're awesome because their job at hosting a podcast looks effortless and fun, challenging in exciting ways that are very rewarding and help them meet many interesting people and uh, achieve goals and things like that. But we happen to know... That podcast recording is a very troublesome, problematic uh, enterprise rot with pitfalls and strife.
1: We've been trying to record this episode for 14 hours now. It's just, I keep, the computer crashes, a uh,
0: plane flies over. Mar- I fall asleep. The mariachi band <laughs> kicks in. Today's episode, uh, in which I'm joined by my good friends Richard Hello. and Michael, howdy, is uh, one in which we debate the Mount Rushmore of jobs in movies that look cool but probably suck in real life. Can we extend this to TV? Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Is that is that, that, cool that fair? Audible.
2: I mean, it yeah, doesn't I li- really I li- matter. I, li- I literally don't care. Okay. That's the perfect reaction. I had to inhale deeply. Uh, absorb all of your and, uh, desperation, and then it's uh, yeah. like, I really, it's sure, who cares? I would
0: say I mean, it doesn't matter. that we are recording this during... I'm near. Sure you,
2: I'm sure you could also...
1: Any TV reference I have, I could find we a movie could, that yes, would work. Yes,
0: yes. We are recording this during near close to Labor Day 2019. So, if your job is something that you imagine has cinematic qualities, but... Uh, pitfalls and shortcomings
2: he's getting paid by activision for every reference pitfall. <laughs> to <a> pitfall. Pitfall.
1: <laughs> if you think uh, it's a super pitfall
0: yeah then... yeah i guys hope you've digged and dug this episode <laughs> a lot um so uh guys what'd you come up with do we understand the topic do you yeah think i pretty good about it yeah yeah I, I think of every like every role every job that a leading uh, performer does and i i think of a lot of uh films that are led by uh, female protagonists, our main characters. Sure. They usually have something that looks like it's a lot of fun, but secretly their kind of life is falling apart or something like that. Right. It's something like Hitchcock. They always had some profession like uh, architect or composer or photographer or something that... Seems cool. Seems cool. Has this nice kind of clean thing. The guy doesn't get his hands dirty or it's creative adjacent. You know, like an architect is, is creative. Oh, my God we got to start talking about this already. Kind of move to the next topic. Um, so I think we know what this is. And uh, Michael, go.
2: Cowboy. I don't know whether cowboy <laughs> is technically a job. I think for the majority of the 20th century, the idea that a job as cowboy exists. Oh, yeah. Now, whether it is like some sort of... Um, cow wrangler or you move cows. A livestock logistics
0: entrepreneur. okay.
2: (laughs) But the romanticism of a hundred years of cowboy being on film um, has really pushed this idea this myth of wow it's great to be rugged and on the range and this person is so tough and independent and they can do this job because of their Rash Americanness. Yeah, it seems fucking awful. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, like to to be out in the sweat and the dirt, and to try to can you imagine trying to move? I don't know a herd of cattle from one side of a state to another.
0: Oh, that'd be the worst.
2: How brutal is that? Just living out there in the eighteen hundreds in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, where I guess you could just get shot anytime because who cares? Whatever the laws. Yeah, eh, maybe the, they'll come after you. Maybe they'll—they're just gonna steal your cattle. Oh yeah, like it just like the concept and the the romanticism of that job or that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it's more of a lifestyle thing, but I think it's—I think it was a job. Like yeah. you were a cattle wrangler. Yeah, a cowboy is the cattle wrangler, or you owned a ranch. Like that—it's just—it's so desolate and so you're you're on your own, and it seems terrible. Mm-hmm. No matter how much the movies have tried to wash over it and put good looking leading men in cowboy roles right all square jawed and you know you very very
1: rarely get to shoot the bad guy as a real cowboy yeah doesn't happen that often
2: you're not riding a horse and chasing down uh, native americans and (laughs) all that stuff either right you're just kind of out there getting killed or getting stomped by your cattle (laughs) gored by by it
0: do you feel like that in opposition to say being a working on a loom in the industrialized city. Oh, that's one of
1: my choices.
2: Oh. No, just <laughs> kidding. Oh, from the famous film The Loomist. Yes. Yeah, they, but that's never romanticized.
1: <laughs> like, uh, you,
2: you, <laughs> never, you never see a version of, like... <laughs> Charlie know?
1: Chaplin working in a factory. And yeah, that seems great. You know what happens?
2: He gets caught in the gears and goes round and round and still has to turn those mm. nuts and bolts. That's the craziest <laughs> thing. Right. <laughs> is that he is in, he's in the machine getting mangled, and he's still like... Argh.
0: Well you know, okay, when Disneyland opened in nineteen fifty five, half probably because it was easy for Walt to do, but half that park was a tribute to the American Wild West and the role of the cowboy and then, then Native Americans. It was romanticizing. And all it's left is bear country. That's right. And all we got now is we right plopped in there is the Star Wars mm-hmm. land, right? So but so I think maybe in comparison to what was happening in cities at the time, the idea of a cowboy was very romantic. It wasn't a person sitting, working at a factory or punching numbers on a big adding machine or something like that. But agreed, it was bullshit.
2: America as an idea is always great. Yeah. America, like, (laughs) IRL fucking always sucks. Yeah, always
1: blows. Okay, uh, Manfredi. Yeah, my first choice is assistant district attorney. (laughs) <laughs> oh God!
0: Because I don't know how many of those posters I have up on my wall of like assistant district attorneys and yeah. the lifestyle your, fa-
1: your favorite my favorite ADA. ones <laughs> yeah. yeah, the the playing card the bubblegum card yeah sets the that tops. You've got. Yeah. tops yeah, yeah. no it always in the movies and TV so it, whether it's Law and Order yeah. or some movie starring Rand or Dennis Quaid yeah um, at no point does the ADA get to bed the hot. Star witness, mm-hmm. or go on some sort of investigated investigative hunt to find who the real bad oh, okay. guy is. Yeah. Now you know what you do probably, and I know some lawyers, and so I'm going to just extend this to district attorneys. Okay, a lot of paperwork. They don't show you the paper, the, the mounds and mm-hmm. reams of paperwork that you have to do to process, to you know file appeals. Any part of this? Ninety percent of your job is is paperwork. The other ten percent is going after bozos who got a, got
2: a DUI, filing motions.
1: Yeah, it's just it's yeah
2: bunk. ADA Jack McCoy was doing a lot of pencil pushing. He wasn't up there trying to bring down the people in uh, in New York's in New York's uh, courtrooms.
1: Right. Exactly. Mm. It's 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 all it's all procedural.
2: What I do like, I do appreciate, especially on Law and Order. How much of the show shows kind of some fruitlessness or of, or the politics of it? Yeah. Sure. where Futility de- of it, the yeah. definitely like the ADA was under the thumb of like the DA. Yeah, who was just like, you're not going to go after this one. That's, uh, and that's just just give it up. And it, that's why I done. have
1: ADA on yeah. here specifically because that's that's the person who's doing all the grunt work. Yeah, but that's usually the person who the movie is about. Mm-hmm. Never about the actual district attorney because that's the that's the 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 boss type, who's there? You getting too close to the case, <laughs> McGraw, or something like that? The crime dog? Yeah, McGraw, the crime dog, <laughs> his cousin, cousin of McGruff. <laughs>
2: oh, that's what I was thinking of, McGraw. You're
1: thinking of McGruff, yeah? McGruff, not uh, McGriff. That's Fred McGriff. I'm that's, thinking
0: of Tim McGraw, country music singer and <laughs> Cow, crime-stopping cowboy dog. Cowboy. Uh, we were, my wife and I were working on a cruise ship, and after a show, we're doing entertainment after a show. Guy comes up to us and goes, hey guys, that was a great show and I should know because I I like to take a bite out of crime. (laughs) We look at the what? What the (laughs) hell are you talking about? (laughs) Oh, there's a break in on Maple Street. The presidents are gone. They're pretending to be movers, but I think there's a crime (laughs) happening here. (laughs) And we were (laughs) just standing there like (laughs) jaw dropped like, are you implying that you created McGruff the crime dog? That's right, I did. Uh, Well, you know somebody else took all the credit for it, took took away the rights to McGruff the Crime Dog, (laughs) and said that they did it. Big crime took it away (laughs) from him. Crime. So this guy in one second implied that he was in the entertainment industry like we were. because he was the creator of McGruff the Crime Dog, oh, but he never got credit for it because somebody else st- st- How st-
1: often do you think he tries to work McGruff the C- Crime Dog in yeah. their conversation <laughs> on a daily basis? <laughs> so the ADA, that's a great, uh, that's a great choice. And I,
0: I love the fact that there's been one assistant di- district attorney out there listening to our podcast for three years, and finally he's like fist raised going... <laughs> you hear me. Hey, you, feel <laughs> me. <laughs> you feel me. You feel me. I feel seen. Okay. Uh, Winfield. The
2: bounty hunter, oh shit! Uh, well, on TV in the movies, yeah. more like the coolest looking bounty hunter in the world, Boba Fett. True, yeah. Who ultimately though meets his end in the belly of the Sarlacc yeah. in the we Great think. Pit yeah. of carcoon. We think.
1: Yeah, we're not, We're never sure.
2: Breh, okay, that guy <laughs> was the coolest. And if you look at other bounty hunters in the movie, whether it's like Deckard in. Uh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner or Leonard Smalls and Raising Arizona. <laughs> 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 these guys are just these, they're out there on their own. They're cool. They're yeah. taking down the bounties. They're collecting the cash from it. They live... Bounty Law, on.
0: there's the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Bounty Law. Yeah.
2: There are, these guys, they're just out there, and man, are they so cool. Yeah. Uh, a bounty Hunter is a really g- gross job. Yeah. It's, a, it's depressing, like even Dog the Bounty Hunter, which is as close as you will ever know to being a real bounty hunter yeah. in IRL, like yeah. his life is just tracking down scumbags. No matter how much you dress up like a cast off from G. I. Joe, like mm-hmm. one of the dreadnoughts. Yeah. <laughs> like you are out there and all you're trying to do is you're putting your life on that line to take down or to bring in people for maybe some BS reasons yeah. that couldn't pay their bills mm-hmm. or whatever they're gonna do with the court system uh, meet whatever financial standards to come into like all yeah. the things our court system in America is fucked as it is but like the real life trying to track down people and who have couldn't pay their bail bondsman is like awful and I think that there's there's like this cool tough guy out there look that seems kind of appealing hmm Mm, I don't think it is. Yeah,
0: I would say the De Niro character in Midnight Run. Midnight Run kind of strides that thing. He is De Niro, so he just looks badass the whole time. Yeah. But he's got this sh- <laughs> fast-talking sh- shyster of a white-collar criminal that he's dragging around and has to deal with this guy's lip.
2: I think definitely my cowboy pick led into this because the man with no name or Rooster Cogburn from True Grit, um, all these... Okay. Th- these loner characters that are out there that are kind of like as yeah, he's idealized people on their own living by their own rules. I mean, listen, Quint is a, from Jaws, was a bounty hunter of sorts. Yeah. Man.
0: I, so all fishermen are bounty? <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of a <laughs> No,
2: not all fishermen. <laughs> Just but, Quint? But Quint. Is yeah. definitely He's like-
0: not catching any fish. He's catching
1: fish He's yeah. catching yeah. fish that are r- on the run from the law.
2: Yeah. He definitely ex- exudes Homicidal a fish. certain type of, like, coolness yeah. and lonerism. But I think out, I think in real life it's just...
0: Yeah. Do you think if it was changed to Booty Hunter, it would be different? Do you think? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Richard Manfredi.
1: I'm sorry. Yes and, I should. Yes say. and. Sorry, yes Thank and. Thank you. Uh, my second choice is Crime Lab Investigator. Mm, okay. Because anytime you see a, a crime lab in a movie, and certainly CSI yeah. now that we're talking about TV shows would fall into this, they are working in the most high-tech, badass work environment you could ever imagine. Yeah. They've got cameras that can somehow take an image and blow, up, blow it up 5,000 times Yeah, and not get pixelated and actually make it less pixelated than it was before.
0: Because they enhance.
1: Yeah, because when you hit enhance, Enhanced, the yeah. button does that for you. Yeah. They
2: take the eight bit Super Mario yeah. and then yeah. keep advancing until it's up to like the Nintendo Wii version and they're mm-hmm. just like we just got there. <laughs> yeah. That's all you gotta do. Just That's get- all
1: you need to know. Yeah. And they've got like the the, the you know, all the computer screens that so you just wave your hand over it Ooh, and you like you do a the minority next thing, report. Like a minority yeah. report, mm-hmm. exactly. And you know, I think the reality of this job is you're not actually catching the bad guys. You're not you know, you're not actually going and interviewing the suspects, you're stuck in a lab knee deep in dead bodies. Yeah, pu- that's base pu- puke, pubes, pukes. puke, vomit, yeah. it, semen, jizz, yeah, bags of jizz. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's what your life is, and mm-hmm. it just seems like maybe it's. A, I, I, I'm sure it's interesting from the standpoint of what you can do with the technology, yeah. But hey, I've, every time I've ever seen a documentary or anything on a real crime lab. It looks like they're just working in some cube farm somewhere. Yeah, and B, at, at some point you just got to get sick of the semen. Mm-hmm.
2: You're all right? you're processing lab dips bop based bop on blood different thread, just in like a different solution here and here. You're, yeah, you're Dipping just throwing this solution, this one. Yeah, it, this it's one.
1: it's a very seems very rote. Yeah, like it would get boring. And after, after all, all, you probably fast.
0: think all these taste the same. Excuse me? <laughs> yes, and? Oh my god, I wasn't supposed to taste any of these. Uh, oh god, I'm doing my job wrong. Uh, <laughs> I, I would venture to say that the depictions of these characters are often... There's often a quirky girl with Betty Page Banks who yes. is in the lab, too. Right. And I'm sure... But there's also the, maybe the representative kind of nerdy...
1: There's a dorky, yeah, yeah. dorky white guy. Always white. Yeah. For black. Always... Uh, never, certainly never Latino. Never seen that. Hmm. Um, and he's always probably ten times more attractive than than any normal person yeah. is. But because they've like have him untuck his shirt, yeah. he's suddenly the dork. He's the dork? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think that
0: uh, that perfect I, I my sister dated a guy who was a fingerprint forensic guy. And he, he, he Did said, he leave his fingerprints all over <laughs> he her? <laughs> he said they never, ever caught anybody based on fingerprints. <laughs> <laughs> I said, do you have a big database that you can just kind of search immediately? He goes, it's not immediate. It takes like weeks. Oh, then you but you, then you catch the guy? No, never. You
1: can't push the button and it just yeah. sort of goes... <laughs> 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 Every
0: fingerprint is always messed up. There's always incomplete. They don't have enough whorls or swirls or zibs
1: or zabs. Yeah, zats. that's it. I, I think a big part of it is that the technology that... The, tech, the fictional technology far outstrips what the real-life technology is. Yeah. And that's got to be frustrating. Like yes. your first day on the job that you don't have a button you can just push. And here comes every person who matches this, you know, hair yeah. strand. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't work that way.
0: Bros, uh, do you guys care if we take a little bit of a break and let the audience know all these opportunities that they have? That's just a click away.
2: I love it. We're sponsored by LinkedIn. We're yeah. Who is it now? <laughs>
0: we're brought to you by... What, what should we be brought to you? I, yeah. Okay. So... Um,
2: Craigslist. Craigslist. When you're desperate yeah. for a
0: job. Go... Uh, yeah. Craigslist. When you just, When you think you're going to find the best job for your jobs. Um, offer gigs. Offered. Gigs wanted. Um, gig. Okay. Here's an, Here's a gig we're going to offer. Uh, low, low, low to no pay, and that is a reviewer of the past episodes of the Mount Rushmore podcast. We recorded them, we don't remember whether they're any good or not. So, could you go back and do us a favor and go back and listen and then rate them on a scale of one to five on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify? Yeah, or YouTube? Yeah. Just keep saying, I, yeah. I heart media, Etsy. And go ahead and leave a rating—a one to five, or one to ten, or whatever—and we would appreciate that. Uh, compensation can be discussed later on at a later date. Uh, consider this an internship, and you're doing this for exposure. Do yeah. Your, consider
1: re- consider the, your reward is the joy in knowing what you brought to us. Well, you brought to us by doing it. Yeah. Well,
0: you will be like a reviewer, like the all in all music or something like that, or the people who review things. Um, I don't know. In review things. And then you could also, uh, while you're doing that, go ahead and join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and uh, let us know suggestions you may have for future episodes. We'd love to hear from you and know what you're interested in hearing us talk about or tell us what to avoid. Nobody's done that yet, but that could be wise to just say, there could be vast areas of interest that we should just be warned to stay away from. And perhaps our listening audience could help us do that. Okay, we are back, and it is Michael's opportunity to tell us his third choice.
2: Mine kind of piggybacks. On okay, Richards. wait. so We
0: got cowboy, bounty hunter, butcher, baker, candlestick maker. What else?
1: Cowboy. And is this like 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 an Agatha Christie novel? I think all the it characters? is.
2: Yeah, this is uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier. Ryan Spot. Johnson's next movie, Knives Out, which just features all of these. At all, uh, no, they're all in it. Uh, Scientist, all disciplines. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Listen, whether you are inventing dinosaurs and invariably getting chased by them, discovering cures for diseases, discovering Godzillas,
0: <laughs> <laughs> figuring
2: out how to blow up an asteroid, or doing that thing where Samuel L. Jackson is under the water and then he gets bitten in half by a shark. Oh, that's the best. Ooh. You
0: know he campaigned to do that?
2: <laughs> there, and, and there was a visual effects review of Deep, blue, Deep blue, sea. blue sea, which features uh, the most incredible song by uh, LL Cool J called "Hand Is Like a Shark's Fin." That's the oh, end song. Oh, that's bit. the end thing. And yeah, it's where, the one that
1: sums up the movie, right?
2: Well, my favorite type of rap song, which is the one that sums up what you just watched for ninety minutes <laughs> wow. in a four and a half minute song over credits, where he sings, "My hand is like a shark's fin. <laughs> my hand is like a shark's fin." <laughs> yes, go on with your uh, Samuel. With Jackson. your dumb thing. No he, no, he. I had my dumb thing too. So.
0: He he told the director, "I don't want to say all these words." I don't want to deliver this whole monologue. You should have the shark eat me sooner in this monologue. <laughs> and so he had like a monologue that was three times longer. And uh, he just kept sh- cutting it short. And the director would go, no, no, no. You gotta, I think it's Rennie Harlan or something was the director. No, you got to say the whole monologue. No, I don't want to say this whole monologue. Have the shark eat me now? Like right at the beginning.
2: That is, that is incredible.
0: And so he just kind of phoned in the monologue. That, um,
2: that is a great actor's choice. Yeah. That's built on either... Uh, Uninterest in the script, but also just build, That's the best moment of the thing. Is like he gets eaten mid, you know, soliloquy.
0: Yes, right. I would almost say that's the beginning of Sharknado, the comic, you know, the the self aware monster movie that knows that it's it's a genre film and stuff like that. But that, and then he afterwards, I think he went. They were editing, and he went by the editing room and said, "Kill me sooner." <laughs> <laughs> he told the, edit, the editor to cut him out to kill him sooner. Sorry. Okay, so all scientists. What about horticulture, or what about uh, people who uh, science of fragrance, uh, measuring the uh, very attractive women and the
1: pheromones that the people who, who on? investigate fantastic beasts and where yeah. to find them.
2: Yeah, none of those things in real life. All you know what the, the, the real life bad. of the scientists is. You're applying for grants. Oh. All the time, really. All you're doing is just doing paperwork to get more money to continue your work for another ten years. Oh, you're wow. trying to get some sort of tenure. You're trying to figure out how to stay in your job to do possibly a noble thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But ultimately, your cure for this terrible disease that is ravaging the world that is creating World War Z. Yeah. Uh is not going to happen in ninety minutes on TV. It's not going to happen with the sort of push of the button. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, effects that a movie requires because you can't have a movie that takes place over yeah 13 hard years of just trial and error and trying to figure out the one thing that we haven't done and yeah. doing millions of tests. It's all like, well, if we put the bomb at the right asteroid mm-hmm. you, at this p- spot and you send the truckers up to space.
0: Well, in the documentary The Nutty Professor he discovers Flubber pretty fast.
2: He's right there with yeah. Flubber. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the real-life science work doesn't just... You don't just discover King Gordira and Rodan. Mm-hmm. You're there <sighs> but writing a thesis paper and you have to get it re- submitted to, like, Scientific America and you have to have it peer-reviewed. That's yeah. what they don't see. You don't see the peer-review aspect. The only movie that has gotten close was in... uh, uh What's the... <laughs> what's the, the one with uh, gosh uh, Harrison Ford where he's the doctor M- Mosquito Coast not Mosquito Coast but that maybe that there's an aspect of that too the one where he jumps from the train Dr. Indiana Jones? Dr. Indiana Jones. No, the uh <laughs> this is awful. The fugitive. The f- thank you. Oh, Why did you say Dr. The, first- Kimmel, okay. Dr. Kimmel. the Dr. Richard Kimball.
1: Okay. Dr. Richard Kimball.
0: Dr. Richard Kimmel. The- the the last- I wouldn't
1: have thought because you I would have thought the one where there's a
2: one-armed man who kills people. I know. I I described it terribly. The last 3 fifths of that movie is him like going to the hospital to make sure this thing was popular it was properly like Peer, like he discovers that this thing wasn't like peer-reviewed. He discovers the signatures mismatched to get you know, Provasic or whatever it's called. I I couldn't remember the name of the fugitive, but I could remember the name of the drug. <laughs> Good job. But um, congrats. Yeah, like half of that movie is just like him doing the diligent work of a scientist or a doctor, like yeah, just doing the paperwork, legwork to figure out oh this mm-hmm. wasn't a, these didn't get the right yeah. approvals. Yeah, the dates don't match up. And like, I think that is the most realistic aspect mm-hmm. of that movie.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because he does do the detective work that yep. he needs to do to clear his name.
2: But those poor scientists. I mean, so far everybody is just the drudgery of of life's jobs. There's a through yeah. line through yeah. I think both of ours, which is work sucks.
1: Yeah, work work blows. Uh, Richard, uh, my third choice, astronaut.
2: You know what? Huh? I will debate you on that. Okay. I think an astronaut in real life is better than that in the movie because in the movie, it's not cool because you are constantly stuck on some other planet. <laughs> you are Your ship's getting blown up. You're constantly in peril the way that astronauts, they feature a certain sense. I have astronaut written down as like the opposite on here. Really? The way that you think that in movies, there is some extra danger and not that astronauts aren't in danger constantly from you know, a tiny speck of rock rocketing through your one tile coming loose on your spaceship. Like that is a constant danger, but that isn't the exciting danger.
1: But that's at least exciting because I think the actual role of an astronaut is like 95% um, person who does a lab experiment for, for a scientist isn't even the scientist. But has been given these instructions for how you need to feed these cockroaches oh. to see how they react you to You happen to be
0: on the ISS, but you're doing something that a third grade
1: class You're doing, class a came a mon- with. You're doing <laughs> monkey work, yeah. You're just, you yeah. know, you could get a trained monkey to do most of this, but there mm-hmm. you are. You're stuck in it. And yeah, being able to look down and say, hey, that's Earth. Isn't that cool? That would kind of get old after a couple of days. Okay. Right? I don't Same know. thing with weightlessness. Like it seemed like that after a few days, you'd just be more annoyed with all the yeah. problems it causes than hey, cool, my food floats.
2: Mm-hmm. What is the cool astronaut in movies?
1: Oh, well, like you said, like whenever somebody gets flown onto a asteroid to 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 destroy it, that's cool. Yeah, that is cool. Do you think? The astronaut
0: is depicted in non-fantasy sci-fi scenarios enough to kind of get a sense of it. So I think of Apollo 13 or I'm trying to think of other regular astronaut.
1: Regular astronaut movies. Films. First Man. First Man. Yeah. Right stuff. Not.
0: Yeah. Not um, Space Cowboys or not.
1: Earth to the Moon. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Tom Hanks miniseries. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there have been some.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can imagine because they're chosen because of their multidisciplinary and, uh, um, skills. Right. So they have the fortitude, physical fortitude, to make the journey, but they have the intelligence to do all the science crap.
1: Right. And I just, I just think that it would be, especially if you're one of the Saps who's on the International Space Station, I think you would just get bored out of your skull yeah. after a while.
2: Matt Rushmore podcast is available. On the ISS. ISS. It is. Uh, on their ISS feed, yeah.
1: They're, they also have to
0: learn, on ISS, they have to learn... Um, Russian. Russian. Like, so can, whenever you go into the Soyuz capsule, you got to speak their Russian. we yeah. are <laughs> all know. drunk on vodka. <laughs> Boris has passed out. It's it's fine. Okay. Um, is it then... My
2: where last, are we at? My last one. Your last one. Okay. The President of the United States of America. Whoa. Hmm. On film is much more adventurous and interesting and cool and you're punching guys out of planes. I might argue
1: this one with you. Because I would say, here's my counterpoint real quick, Uh that in, I would say 50% of all movies, the president's actually the bad guy.
2: Uh, Yeah, sometimes you are having sex with a hooker and then uh, you have like some sort of stroke and a replacement you is brought in, a la the movie Dave. Right. Still pretty cool. (laughs) It's true. <laughs> but, um, no, I think that, that that point is the real president of the United States has a job that, you know, outside of the current one, is a lot tougher than... It, it is not what is depicted. It is a lot of negotiating. It is a lot of compromising. It is a lot of trying to, God, s- just stay at 51%. And that is must be so mind-numbing. Yeah. It must be so difficult it is so aging on a person, and you can't tell with like Trump because he is just a facade on top of whatever Whatever he is, he is just, you know, cakes of makeup like Queen Elizabeth.
1: But on the flip side, he's trying to make it more interesting by ordering things like dropping nuclear bombs into hurricanes. That's, I mean, is that not a plot from like some sci fi movie? I mean, that's so how you get you nuk- mentioned sh- nuclear. F-
2: Barracudas. You mentioned Sharknado earlier. It is exactly that. Like yeah. we happen to live in a very um, exaggerated timeline of a person that is a literal movie president. He is the psycho president, right? Yeah. But I think that uh, up until then, most presidents have led a very um, restrained, uh, virtuous life. Even the ones that were kind of dickholes,
0: because yeah, they. All their decisions are vetted by multiple
1: staffs. Yeah, and,
2: and Teddy it, Roosevelt
1: yeah. once led the cavalry into a tornado. Yeah,
2: was the tornado a nuclear Sureless. tornado? Mm, Could yeah. have, been. You Could don't have been. been. We don't know. I
0: don't know. Do you think uh, a guy like Jimmy Carter, when he saw um, Air Force One, Air Force One, or was he like,
2: man, that would have been cool?
0: That was Clinton. <laughs> or do you think you when? Yeah, he, yeah, add, more, uh, yeah. add more peanut to oh, that. Add more peanut. Add more peanut. Do you think he wished he could have announced an extinction level event like uh, Morgan Freeman? Like that would have been so awesome. Yeah. I wish I could have. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've impersonated a president. On this podcast. We haven't had any come. We haven't yeah, had presidents any com- have come by lately. I told myself I was going to learn some good president impersonations. I, ha- I hadn't done it yet.
2: You were you, I when I first I came over here a little earlier, Richard. Yeah. He's working on his Van Buren. I was looking at, I had good. a wig, big <laughs> <laughs> powdered wig <laughs> he he's was, been,
1: that's why he's been putting on the weight for Taft <laughs> he, <laughs> was, been,
2: he was doing a little hoover like this a nerd in <laughs> <laughs> you know, his nerd voice <laughs> I've been Here, trying, here's
1: my Calvin Coolidge impression everyone okay
2: stay cool there we go
1: that's good that's good Cal. silent Cal <laughs> silent Cal
0: I've been to trying to bulk up for LBJ hitting those weights
1: <laughs> okay alright is that it I've got one you more you got one more okay. firefighter oh alright Because you see something like Backdraft, and they're doing cool shit. They're running into burning buildings. They're saving babies. They're rescuing dogs. Yeah, real firefighters don't do that sort of stuff. Not on the regs. Mm. Not regularly. Most of the time, if they're putting out a fire, it's some sort of like warehouse fire where they're just kind of standing outside. Yeah. A meth addict is just on fire. You know My humblest
2: apologies to all the firefighters that listen to all those brave... First responder firefighters that listen to this podcast that are sliding down the poles, listening to this podcast, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, that the klaxons go off and the bells ring and immediately the Mount Rushmore podcast plays. And so as you hear this, you're sliding down that 34 minute pole. (laughs) <laughs> it's a long pole have you gotten that's to this true. point i'm and, like and, a and then like, splits and then pole? Like, what is you're it you're going down you're like oh man
0: oh nuts i don't do anything i thought these guys were on our side
1: <laughs> well you know if, if you know nothing about me i'm anti-first responder <laughs> that's right totally. so no i just I, I think that the job is much more in real life a lot more mundane and boring than i think you spend again yeah. I mean, this may be a through line through mine i'll go ahead and Judge myself here a little bit. A lot of cooking chili and foosball. A lot of co- lot, a lot of making 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 grub for the the rest of the boys and girls. Mm-hmm. And shining up that truck, keeping that truck real shiny. Mm-hmm. Think about when you were a kid. Like that was it was be so cool to be on a fire truck. Yeah, yeah. After you get in real life, you get on the fire truck a few times. You don't get to go through there whenever you want. Look at this mm-hmm. guy that's been on a fire truck. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Big Shot over here. I bet you they have to
0: have a lot of HR training because there's a new firefighter in They're here not and fireman and she he has a certain set of pronouns that we all gotta get used to. So let's respect Devondra? Is that is that what we call you? Devondra? <laughs> Do you think they have a lot of HR training and like a uh, things like I like would that? Sus-
1: I would suspect that it is Probably not the type of job where being politically correct comes naturally to yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. I think that's probably accurate. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. So each of these guys, they chose five and I get to yeah. pick out a winner. We did, right? We did?
1: Right. You know, Willie did three.
0: No, we did five. Three. Michael, how many did we do? I don't know. The seven. We did seven. The seven deadly sins of yeah. jobs. Uh, here's what I want to go with. So thank you guys for your great suggestions. I, what I do want to say I really like the whimsical uh, way that I think Michael used actual Fisher-Price little people to make his choices. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, good, good for you, because those, those are the actually probably the professions that we
1: spend the most time... Yeah, in. I had the little people bounty hunter. The little people <laughs> bounty hunter. <laughs> Who didn't have that? <laughs> He's got the little gun. Um, and a little, little tiny, like a wart on his other
0: hand. <sighs> So Winfield, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Cowboy Bounty Hunter and President from, from Team Winfield's uh, little people set, and uh, uh, Manfredi. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go with Crime Lab Investigator because laboratories who commit crimes are. It's important <laughs> that they be investigated.
2: The canine, Maybe I didn't <laughs> the canine menace the canine menace it that needs to be stopped I Check love forging. that has been in the hopper for 25 minutes he's really no, no, just stewing
0: on it <laughs> just came to me no the hopper in the hopper was the cowboy like you are fight you're lassoing roping doggies and then you got Jake Gyllenhaal just chasing after you the whole time just like <laughs> and, <laughs> and what's the problem <laughs> this has been the Mount Rushmore of Zalo, Zalo, Zalo. I as always am Jeff
2: I'm Richard i Michael